They beat Western Kentucky 41 to 17. We have shuffled some folks around. We will tell you about that. Um, but first, let me take care of a little business because it is the drive here on this Monday and hour number one of the drive brought to you by our good friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and Kia of Auburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. They're also the sponsor of our hotline where we welcome in guests and we welcome your calls when we don't have other guests on the Kia of Auburn hotline. And we'll give you that number in just a little while. But that should let you know that we do have a guest right here off the top. And we are uh, pleased to uh, today have our Tiger Takes segment earlier because of practice this afternoon at 5 o'clock. And uh, that means it's time for Tiger Takes, brought to you by Alsobrook Law Group. When you need legal assistance, call Zach. He's got your back. Or find him on the web at alsolaw.com. And we welcome in, right here off the top of the show, Auburn Senior Captain Tight End, John Samuel Schinker. John Samuel, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing fine. I made it back in time to get on the air. Dan is uh, Dan's getting ready for a basketball, so it's just uh, me here in the studio with Drew at the controls. But congratulations on that final home game win on Saturday. A very impressive second half, especially. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, early on, first quarter was good, and second quarter we kind of um, lulled away a little bit, weren't playing a brand that we like, and then uh, second half we really played well. Uh, we came out um, really aggressive and were ready to go in the second half, and uh, we were really um, happy with how we played uh, towards the end of the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, at, at the half, the numbers the numbers weren't pretty, quite frankly. I mean, at the half, they had 290 yards total offense. The defense really uh, tightened up, held them to just over 100 yards, and, and a good bit of that coming late, as a matter of fact, in the ballgame once the game was really decided. But offensively, uh, it was a struggle at the half. Um, at the half, I think Auburn only had a, a little over 160 yards total offense and really struggling to try to run the ball. Tank was 12 carries for 24 yards at the half, but then to see the Tigers run for over 180 yards in the second half, uh, just talk about the, the halftime. I know coach, coach Lack talked with us after the ball game and a little bit today about that, but that, that had to be, uh, quite a challenge, I would think, to both sides of the ball there in the in the locker room at the half. Yeah, it was, and we weren't playing the brand that we wanted to play. And um, everyone knew that when we got in the locker room, uh, we got everybody up and wanted to make sure that we were ready to go and uh, that we weren't playing like a day in school because Western Kentucky is a good football team. Um, just because they're not in the SEC doesn't mean they're not good at, at what they do. And um, I think we saw that in the first half, and I think they stunned some of the guys. And second half, we were really able to, to lock in and, and focus and play really good football. And I think um, that was a big swing point was their halftime for us. And, you know, one of the things that, that I thought about uh, in the pregame as – uh, you know, as you guys, the seniors being introduced and things like that, it's, it's the final, um, final regular season home game, final home game for an awful lot of guys. That is a, that's, that's a, a very impressive senior class. I know, um, you, 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 you wish you'd, 
you know, maybe picked up an extra win or two along the way. But just talk about the group of, of you guys that were out there uh, Saturday being introduced and, and the feelings that had to be going through your head. First of all, you'd had experience doing it. You and a few other guys had. I mean, it's uh, rare that, that you get to go through two senior days. But, you know, when, when you're going through the craziness of COVID and things like that, things can change. But, but no, it, it had to be really something to be jogging out there, walking out there on, on the field, uh, knowing it was going to be the last time you're going to be out there in the orange and blue. It was. Um, and, you know, we got to talk to the team Friday night and share just a little wisdom about what um, we thought was so special about our time here and just some words of encouragement for the young guys. Um, but, yeah, it's, it really is a feeling you can't explain until, you, until you're in it, knowing that it's your last time you'll ever play there and, uh, and suit up um, in the Auburn jersey, uh, which it really was a special night. And after the game, we got to soak it in a little bit more um on the field so um but yeah truly special night always is we'll remember that forever um i'm sure of that yeah and and you brought up the point i was going to get to too it's it's a lot of times uh you know and 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 most folks can relate to something like this obviously not to this scale but when you know that it's it's over there at the end uh, that, that's, that's when it really hits you. And that's, that's when you really want to be able to soak that moment in as, as long as you can. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think we did a good job of that as seniors uh, as much as we could, um, knowing that we still got to play a football game, but you know, you don't get this time back in your life and, um, you know, you'll look back on it one day and be grateful that you did it and that you're a part of something this big and, um, so, yeah, you, you really try and soak it in and understand the magnitude of what you're really doing um, and how it won't be the same again once you're, once you're done. And now you get uh, um, got turn around this week and get ready for a trip to Tuscaloosa with Thanksgiving as well in there. And uh, I, I know it's a little different this week because uh, you guys, as I understand it, you're not really uh, going to be able to – uh, eat together as a team throughout the week. Yeah, so we'll have um, our normal stuff this week, um, practice and everything, and they'll give us some time off on Thursday mm-hmm. afternoon after practice. But, yeah, really nothing else changes this week um, until Thursday morning, and then uh, we'll get some time off and then come right back here Friday morning and get ready to, to head over uh, for the game on Saturday. I guess one thing that uh, that is good when when you've got a game like this, when you've got an Iron Bowl coming up, at least you don't have to be worried about classes this week. Yeah, none of that this week, which is always exciting. Um, you get to really focus in on on the game, and it's really like a pro like um, week. Nothing else, no distractions, just um, playing ball, and that's what I think. That's also part of the build up for the Iron Bowl is you have so much time for preparation and, and build up for the game and. Uh, I think that's also part of what makes it special. And and uh, you know, as 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 an Auburn as, as an Auburn player, uh, but but just as an Auburn person, you you definitely know what's going on there on the other side of the state, as they do here. Uh, it, it's been a year where it's a little bit of disappointment for them because it would take a miracle now for them to be in the playoffs. Something they generally feel like. You know, they're, they're, they're just go ahead and schedule that 
at the end of the year, but but they're still an extremely talented team. Uh, just just talk about what you have seen from this Alabama team as you get ready for the game Saturday. Yeah, you know they they are they they feel that they're disappointed in their season as well. Um, but yeah, they're they're still very talented. They're still um, they play really hard and. They give you a lot of different looks, and they disguise it well, and they play fast because they understand the concepts and everything. And um, yeah, there's definitely will not be. There's no, you know, they're not slouching or anything in any way. Um, they're, they're still um, a really good football team, still top ten in the country. Uh, so it, it will be a, a big test for sure, uh, and we look forward to that. And uh, you, as as you know, one of the veterans, uh, without question, on the team. You, you, and and uh, the the other guys who've been through it a few times can can sort of impart to the younger guys if they don't already know. But I, I don't think anybody can really know what it's like until they're a part of the Iron Bowl and especially a part of the Iron Bowl on the road. Yeah, uh, you know, you can we can talk to them and under, trying to get them to understand really the magnitude of what they're about to play in and. You know, you can play in big games and things like that, but the Iron Bowl is different. Um, and you, you can't really – there's nothing you can say. You, you have to be a part of it. And um, I think, you know, Coach Cadillac, I'm sure he'll do some things to try and get guys that have never played in to understand. But it's really um, – until you get there, you really don't have a grasp for what this game means and, and how big it really is. You know, talking about, you know, uh, Alabama falling short of their goals, you, you've still got some goals out there. I mean, uh, there, there is a, you know, you win this one, uh, you definitely have a bowl game in your future. I mean, I know there's some possibilities otherwise, but, I mean, that, that's got to be uh, great to have that incentive out there because a couple of weeks ago it didn't look like that was a likelihood uh, but but now you've taken care of business the last couple of ball games, so I would think you guys are probably feeling pretty good about the progress you've made and the direction you're heading and the goals that you have out there in front of you. Yeah, um, you know we work for this opportunity to be able to, to have a chance to play for a bowl game. Um, back back when Coach Cowley took it over, you know that that's something that we looked to and and understood that that was still a possibility, and we've given ourselves the opportunity now. Um, and really the biggest game of the year for us um, in the Iron Bowl. So, um, yeah, a lot, lot to play for still um, to, to extend our season um, as much as possible. Uh, no question about it. Well, everybody's excited about this. Uh, have a great week of practice. A happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And uh, and thanks again for, for spending a little time with us. We look forward to getting back with you next week post iron bowl got a feeling there'll be there'll be quite a bit to be talking about hopefully um you know looking ahead toward a bowl game will be part of it absolutely i hope you're you and your family have a happy thanksgiving as well all right john samuel thanks again hey before you go one more time let let folks know how they can follow you yeah they can uh they can follow me twitter or instagram uh it's at js shanker uh, so feel free to reach out all right, take care. Th- thanks again, John Samuel. Absolutely, thank you. John Samuel Schenker joining us as he has throughout the season, and we really appreciate, I mean, he's adjusted his schedule because of the football practice schedule. Remember, Auburn didn't used to practice on Mondays, and uh, he will be back with us at the regular time next Monday because Auburn won't have practice. Regardless of what happens this Saturday or over the weekend or who's the coach or whatever, 
They won't have practice on Monday, so he'll be back with us on Monday at 5.30 with Tiger Takes, which is proudly presented by Alsobrook Law Group on the web at alsolaw.com. We'll get to our first break. Now I can let you know that the Kia of Auburn Hotline, we're going to open up, we're going to open it up because so much to talk about from this past weekend. You can join us by calling 334-321-1390. You can also text us, and the drive text box is presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, an Alabama-based firm offering incredible opportunities. For folks seeking a great career without attending a four-year college, call 334-209-6355. We'll get to our first break of the afternoon. I think Dan will be able to join us for a little while before he has to handle Troy women's basketball. Uh, we'd love for you to join in as well here on the Monday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill in the studio, Drew at the controls. I think we may have Dan Peck. With us on Skype, Dan, you there? I I am here, Bill. How how do I sound? I'm using the don't tell the Troy people. I'm using the Troy equipment to patch in to the show for the uh, for the first half hour before I call uh, Troy and Washington State uh, in the North Shore Showcase live from the campus of BYU Hawaii, which is Sounds not good. where I am. That's Sounds not where I am right now. Yeah, it's a shame, be, uh, yeah. man. I, you know, I, I know you didn't want to uh, pass up, you know, Thanksgiving at home. So that's why you passed on the opportunity to to uh, uh, to be in the islands. I'm I'm genuinely torn about how I would have felt about a trip because I've never been to Hawaii. It's a long flight, Bill, and you it know is. me. That's like what I, they that, say, at the, least. I mean, commercial commercial airline is not you know that commercial flight is not built not for, built for Dan. No, you're right. Not, nor nor not basketball player. Yeah, I mean for for Dan Peck's dimension. So I, I would have loved to be there, but I'm not heartbroken about it i'm going to make most of the trips this year with the team and and i not not to make this a women's basketball segment uh but uh they did knock off byu on saturday that's a byu team troy beat them on saturday byu was in the top 25 for most of last season uh, they've made a coaching change and there's been some roster uh turnover but it's still a, a team that was picked to win the west coast conference this year and troy went to hawaii and beat him it's one of the bigger wins uh, coach rigby's had in the regular season uh in her tenure and i wanted to uh, definitely wanted to shout out uh, troy knocking off the uh, cougars on saturday they'll play the cougars again today washington state but the uh, yeah they they pulled off the win over BYU on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I've got I've got a feeling we'll uh, we'll probably touch on some other subjects uh, as as we move on here. Very interesting weekend, Sammy. Hang on, we'll get to you here momentarily. But uh, you know, here closer to home, you had first of all Friday night Auburn High with a huge come from behind win on the road at Central to lock up their spot for next Wednesday's 7A state championship game against Thompson, the team that Auburn somehow lost to a couple of years ago in the state title. And then on Saturday, uh, you know, at the half, it didn't look great for Auburn and Western Kentucky, but it turned out Auburn was about as impressive as anybody in the SE, well, uh, as any of the favorites 
uh, in the SEC on Saturday because a couple of teams went down and went down hard in this league. Tennessee out of the playoff picture now. Ole Miss, uh, their their game was nowhere nearly as close as the final score, and there were some other, I mean, real scares around the country for favorites on Saturday. Yeah, there's so much to hit on, Bill, between the performance from Auburn on Saturday, some of the other schools in the in the conference. I sort of want to say, I mean, the, the state championship talk, I'd like to get into with someone who is more of an expert than I am about Auburn versus Thompson. But the uh, with regards to this Auburn program, whether it's uh, this past Saturday, this coming Saturday, or, uh, and, and, you know, the what we saw around the conference may not be totally unrelated to Auburn either. I mean, is, is Lane Kiffin nearing the end of his tenure, and are we closing in on uh, on, on Auburn hiring Ole Miss's head coach as as the next head coach of Auburn football? I mean, the, well, the thought crossed saw- my mind. Yeah, the thought crossed my mind more than one time watching Ole Miss play early on that that team looked like a team that was uh, concerned that its coach wasn't going to be around. Well, and and there was an Auburn chant from the Arkansas student section right. in the second half of that game. So you weren't the only one. Who who put those dot who put those dots together while uh, while watching the game on uh, on Saturday? So so yeah, but but as as for Auburn Western Kentucky, I thought the uh, uh, the, the the effort you saw from Auburn and the way they fought back in the uh, in, in the second half to turn a close game into something more comfortable uh, was uh, was really really impressive. There's I think Justin Ferguson wrote about this. I mean there there are there are some explanations for. And quality of opponent matters, uh, but but there there's maybe some explanations for why Auburn's rushing offense has been more productive in the last three games than they were uh, for most of the season before that. The the pass defense, the coverage especially, right? Like that that seems mm-hmm. like I don't know if the scheme changed. I don't know if the uh, I mean it, 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 a yeah. lot of it seems to be something you can point to individuals, right? Well, yes, Cadillac was asked about that today, and, and he stressed again that he told the coaches when he was named interim coach, he wanted him to play as fast as possible, and that meant simplify things. Don't be as, you know, don't have as many different options and things. Give, give everyone, offense and defense, fewer options so they can play at a higher RPM, basically. And that's what it looks like. They do. They 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 don't look like they're thinking. They're just playing. Oh, certainly, and and I think it's. Uh, I mean, it, it raises some questions about what Auburn could bring back next year, depending on the decisions that individual players make. And it's not just the NFL draft, especially with a new coaching regime probably taking over. But there are some, you know, there there are some players with interesting calls and and some guys who I would say re recruitment. Uh, is is a priority for mm-hmm. for the next coach? You know, depending on the options that they could have, I'd love to see DJ James play another year oh, yeah. oh, at Auburn no the way he's come on, and and he's he's looked like someone who, yeah, I mean, look, he'll have options no matter what, whether it's uh, you know, he, he, he nearly decide. had two pick sixes Saturday. He, he's been he's been really he's been so impressive as the year goes on. That's a position where even if Nehemiah Pritchett and Jalen Simpson decide to conclude their college football careers, and I believe they both have eligibility remaining. Yeah, they but do. But they, they, they could decide 
both of them to, to go move on to the professional level. It does seem like Auburn maybe has some talent in the secondary, and that's something, among other things, that's something that's really stood out to me over these last couple of games. And it was on display against a, uh, a passing offense that has put up really impressive numbers uh, throughout the year but, but couldn't really get going on, uh, against Auburn. No, that, well, Reed, Reed had a really good first half and had some passes dropped. But, I mean, second half completely shut down. Let's get to Sammy before we, uh, uh, you know, spend too much time. I, I don't want to lose him. He's been hanging on for a little while. Hey, Sammy, go ahead. Hey, guys, how's it going? Going fine. Good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, y'all, too. Uh, the Kiffin talk over here in O-Town is pretty, uh, pretty significant. Um, watched the Arkansas Ole Miss game. Saturday night with a bunch of great friends, and um, half of them think he's definitely going, and half of them think he's, he's not going. Um, well, and they're adamant both ways, aren't they? I mean, they are. They are. You know, his daughter just moved up here, and she's a senior. And according to just the people that know the family, she's having a ball um, and loves it, and she's going to be attending Old Miss next year. Um, I don't know, guys. I don't. To perfectly per- honest with you, I don't know if it's a, he's a good fit at Auburn. I think he, he's a quirky guy. He is. Um, he, he's not a great recruiter. Ole Miss is, he did great in the transfer portal, but, um, you know, all that Joey Freshwater stuff, uh, his reputation in Tuscaloosa with the ladies was not great when he was under, he was at Alabama. And, and I don't know if he's just a, you know, the whole, he's real active on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And, still, still, and you're right, after, even over the weekend. Yeah. Um, I just don't think he's a good fit. I mean, he's a great offensive coach. Oh, he he is, and and they had, and again, they had they had seven hundred plus yards on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of that, I think, uh, some of the things are in the past. You know, he's he's single now, so yeah. I think I think some things as far as his personality. Yeah, uh, he he's not. Your hangout uh, at the at the barber shop at the barbecue joint place kind of guy that just wants to is kick back and and uh, spend time with the fans, um, but but he is yeah he is a brilliant offensive coach. It's interesting. I mean, I saw I saw a post a little while ago from the publisher of the Ole Miss Spirit, and he he wrote that Quinshawn Judkins is expected to sign a new NIL deal this week with Ole Miss. And he says, quote, I was told last week he was not going to sign till he knew Lane's future. Okay. So so I wonder what that means. I, you know, there's so many different things, so many different takes. I'm just surprised that if he was offered that extension as as it became public last week, if he doesn't say anything about that before the egg bowl Thursday, uh, I don't I don't uh I don't take that as a good sign for Ole Miss keeping Lane. Yeah, he, he's well, in a tough not- position because he doesn't want to be pressured into making a decision based on how the fans feel right now about it. As for the point Sammy made about fit, uh, because I, you know we, we talked about this a little bit last week, uh, and the question, I, I think it's that there's a generational divide among some Auburn fans, and the younger fans, the ones who post memes on Twitter after basketball games, and 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 the ones who who you know mo- most of their Auburn memories are, let's say, post Cam Newton. You know, f- for those fans, the notion that that Lane Kiffin isn't folksy and isn't someone who who acts like he's running for local office and doesn't hang out at, like Bill said, the barbecue restaurants around town, that doesn't seem to matter. 
to those fans because it's results-based. And I wonder if, you know, sort of results-based fans are taking over college football where, I mean, Brian Kelly wouldn't seem like a fit at LSU, except that he's going to recruit a football team that's going to keep LSU fans happy with their performance on the field. And I wonder if we're veering into a world where as long as you can do that, uh, the rest of the stuff... You'll fit. Yeah, 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 you'll you'll fit fit if you win. And and I would say to Sammy um, that... That Lane has recruited pretty well when he's been at places where you can recruit. Dan, have you got to run, or are you sticking around for a few more minutes? I can hang out for a couple more minutes, sure. All right, we need to get to our bottom-of-the-hour break, and Heath will be up when we come back. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Drew here in the studio. Dan's with us for a couple of more minutes. So I think Sammy had another question, but we lost him. Hopefully Sammy will call back. Heath is up next on the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Hey, Heath. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I just had a couple of quick things I wanted to touch on. Uh, one was from the, the uh, initial call with uh, John Samuel Shaker there. Um, I just can't help believe that if Auburn had to pull the plug on Harson a little earlier, that we wouldn't even be talking about a bowl bid. I think we'd already have one. I don't even think that LSU will be playing for the West if uh, Coach Lack would have been taking uh, control earlier in the season. That, that's, and, uh, that's an interesting thought. I mean, there's no question the the energy, the I mean, just the the heart and the I mean, they played with effort under Brian Harson. But I mean, they they just seem to they they have more direction right now, and and they're there's no question they are really playing for each other. They're um, playing like a family. Yep. Family, absolutely. Well, and, yes. And I would add I would add to that that I think under Brian Harson and Eric Keesaw, there was a desire for Auburn to improve running a certain system. Yep. Right? And it was sort of like we're gonna run and this throwing the run ball. This offense. And yeah, and, and it didn't the notion of, of altering things significantly because Robbie Ashford was the quarterback, it seemed like that was uh, yeah, you know, not not as uh, cut and dry. No, as, we as were told might, it was as, going as to be the seem. same offense. Remember when he was asked that, he said, "No, it's it's the same. It'll be the same offense." Well, guys, I've got a different outlook on that. Look at what Coach Lack's done with the same team in a short amount of time. The same players. Oh yeah. Well, and I mean, I it's I think I it's a combination of a couple of things, Heath. I think yeah. it's it's him seeing what the strength of his team is and adapting some things to that. But that's second, coaching. Yes, it that's is. Coaching. No question. We paid a guy X amount of millions of dollars to fly across the nation, and Coach Lack did it for pennies on the dollar. Yep. I, I'm, I'm going to hate to see the man go. I would love to see Auburn grow with Coach Lack just for the simple fact he has heart and he brings the team together. But I promise you, Coach Lack, the people in the nation, are, they're, they're seeing what Auburn's doing. And there's there's a D two school out there that's going to come taking from us. Oh, or a D one. Hold on, hold on a second there. I mean, I, I would jump in here. I, I totally agree with with everything you uh-huh. just said about Cadillac's future. I'd love to see an open invitation for Cadillac. I, I don't know. I was asked on the Max Roundtable earlier today, sort of what the attitude might be internally about Cadillac being the permanent coach, and I can't answer that question. But I would guess that they have other ideas in mind rather than oh, keeping Cadillac as the head coach. 
But I would imagine uh, that whoever the next head coach is would understand how popular it would be to keep Cadillac in some significant role if that's, if that's something Cadillac wants, because Cadillac could have options you know, across college football and maybe yeah. in the NFL as well. And I said last week, I believe it. South Florida should interview Cadillac Williams to be their oh. next head coach. Former Absolutely. Tampa Bay Buccaneer, SEC experience, a guy who's getting players. Uh, and, and, and look, they've lost like 27 of 28 full subdivision games. Like, try Give it a try. Hey, apparently like, I mean, Dion's in the mix there, too. I, you know, I, I, and I would consider that, too, because there, there are some reasons to believe they're, you know, that program is underachieving significantly at the moment. I'd love to see Cadillac Williams, if his future isn't at Auburn, get that opportunity. No, I pray he. I pray he, he retires at Auburn. I, I hope they can, and whoever it may be. And I and I kind of tend to agree with the last caller. I, I'm, of course, everybody wants to splash hire. I want. I want to hire for Auburn that every team and every coach in the nation is going to go. Oh wow, those guys mean business. We we need to look out for Auburn. I want to be that team again. And it it, it it's just inevitable. It's going to happen. They're going to. Uh, and and you, you can't blame them. Everybody wants it now. It's, it's this generation, I grew up a generation, you had to earn it. And I think if we held on to Cadillac, we could grow together as a team and we could earn it and look out. They were going to fire Saban three games in, four games in, out of the gate, you know, and look at what he's done. But then again, he doesn't have the, t- you know, Coach Slack doesn't have the tenure, of course, that Saban has. But, I mean, you know, it, it, in a perfect world, we could all see 2020, but hindsight's 2020. But guys, thanks. And hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. I just wanted to throw a few things out there. And thank you all very much for taking my call. Appreciate the call, Heath. 334-321-1390. Well, we had Ed. Ed, if you get a chance, give us a call back. Dan, I know you've got to head out and get ready for uh uh for, for Troy women's basketball here in a couple of minutes. Any uh any other thoughts, parting thoughts on what we've talked about or anything we didn't get to, because there's been a lot going on uh over the last few days. No, I'm, I'm glad that, that last caller raised the point about Cadillac's future because I think he's somebody who will have a very bright future. And and you know I'm I'm not as uh, you know I'm, I'm not as rigid on the notion that that Cadillac. Yeah, you know, I'm not big on ultimatums for new coaching staffs in that regard. No, uh, but at the same time, it's not unprecedented for for an interim coach to stay on uh, in, in that situation. Who were we just talking about? Was it Luke Fickle? Who stayed on with yes. Urban Meyer mm-hmm. after being the stayed interim head coach as, as co DC or whatever? Yeah, right. So I mean, so it's not out of the question. We see guys. To, Ed Orgeron had an invitation to return at USC uh, for Steve Sarkeesian after he was uh, after he was the interim head coach and considered for the head coaching job. So it's not like these things never happen in college football. I'd love to see it. I also understand, you know, the next head coach might have his own ideas in mind for his staff. All right, Dan. Uh, have a uh, have a good broadcast. Good luck this good luck this evening. Quick trip back. Uh, you know, hopefully you get a little sleep uh, as you come back from Hawaii for the show tomorrow. That, that's right. So wait, we're 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 uh, we're doing a show tomorrow, right? I lost that argument. We are doing a show tomorrow, but we're off Wednesday tomorrow. Okay. All right. Here we we have moved some folks around. We have Justin Ferguson will be with us at the top. Uh, then of course Jake Crane at the bottom of hour number one. David Pascal to start hour number two, and then. Let's see, no, Barrett will be at the bottom of hour number one. My bad. So it'll be, yeah, Justin, Justin Ferguson, then Barrett Salee, then David Pascal, then Jake Crane. Every half hour, wow. a big guest on Tuesday, our final show before Thanksgiving.
And I'll be in the studio tomorrow. Appreciate it, Bill. Happy, uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Well, why am I saying that? I'll be on the Yeah, you can tell me that tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, good. Anyways, have a good yeah, broadcast. Talk, talk to you guys later. All right. Dan Peck joining us here for a few minutes. Now, let's see, we've got, now we're wide open uh, because I have nobody else scheduled for the day. Um, Jason Caldwell, to, see, here's the thing. To, with, with Auburn changing its practice since, uh, since Cadillac has been the head coach, Auburn had been practicing on Sunday and taking Mondays off. And that, that allowed Brian Matthews to be with us for the entire show on Mondays. Uh, but now Auburn is practicing on Mondays. They used to, and the press conference used to be at, at 1 or 1.30. Now, uh, Coach Cadillac wants the practice just, wants the media opportunity just before practice. So he meets with the media at 3. I was there for that. We may be able to run some of that for you in a little while. And then there are players available. Today, it was some players and Will Friend, uh, who has now taken over as uh, the offensive coordinator. He, along with Ike Hilliard, have taken over as offensive co- co-offensive coordinators. But they were there. But that means that the other folks, you know, Brian Matthews. Brian's going to be with us on Friday now. Uh, Jason Caldwell usually with us on Wednesdays, but both Brian and Jason are writing for their websites right now, so they're unable to be on today. So we're wide open on the Monday drive. Love to get your thoughts on anything from over the weekend. Uh, you know, as everything settles, you know, now that, um, man, Michigan nearly losing, TCU, I mean, both those teams should have lost. Let's face it, they both should have lost on Saturday, but they're still alive. And Tennessee, it was looking great for Tennessee. They're going, wow, we're going to, we're going to back into this thing as we just coast in thinking either Michigan or TCU was going to lose. And no, then they just got drubbed by South Carolina, a South Carolina team that was manhandled by Florida the week before. All right. Try to figure these out. Here's where comparing scores makes no sense at all. A week ago, Florida blows out South Carolina. Saturday, Vandy beats Florida. South Carolina destroys Tennessee. And Tennessee scored late to cut the margin to 25. And then you have Ole Miss. What was their final? Um, it, the final was a whole lot closer. 49, 40, maybe 49 to 26. I don't even remember. I lost track. They were getting blown out too. And they were down 42 to 6. They were down 42 to 6 before they put up some meaningless points in the second half for their second straight loss. Was, were the Ole Miss players distracted because Lane Kiffin's leaving? Man, I, like, like Sammy was telling us a few minutes ago, they're Ole Miss people that are just adamant that there's no way Lane Kiffin is leaving and there are others that are convinced he's gone. We don't know. Again, I credit John Cohen and Rich McGlynn for the job they're doing with this. People feel are frustrated. And, you know, it's frustrating in the, you know, to be in the media and not have sources that know. But, hey, credit them. That's the way it should be handled. 16 minutes away from 5 o'clock. We'll get another call before our final break of hour number one. And Terry is up next on the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Hey, Terry. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Pretty good. And then, Bill, there's people like me who are kind of on the fence because they don't trust Jimmy Sexton. Oh, yeah. Uh, and well, you've, that, got, you've got to be very wary 
because Jimmy is doing what's going to be the best for Jimmy and his clients. Right, and I think the ultimate the ultimate for Jimmy Sexton would be to get Lane Kiffin to raise it on this and get Hugh Freeze hired at Auburn because he represents both those guys. Well, what what uh, what what some talk that I heard yesterday was that uh, there's some Ole Miss people that are feeling uh, that that Ole Miss might uh, might have a shot at Luke Fickle, and then those are both Jimmy Sexton clients. And that would be huge raises for both of those guys. No, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know Sexton had Luke Fickle. Sexton has almost everybody. Yeah, didn't he have like 12 of the 14 coaches in the Southeastern Conference or something like that? Uh, he's got at least 10 of them. I haven't really checked lately. But, but yeah, he's got the majority of prominent coaches uh, in the South for sure. Because I'd heard at one time he, the only two he didn't have was uh, Sam Pittman at Arkansas and Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. Well, he didn't have Harson. Oh, he'd, okay. Well, he didn't have him either. Okay. Okay. Well, poor guy. <laughs> he's got he's Nick not, Saban That's alone. one thing he is not, I can guarantee you, is a poor guy. Oh, no way. No way, because that's just the coaches, not not to mention the NFL, NBA, oh, yeah. whatever else, you know. Uh, so my question to you, Bill, is this. If not Lane Kiffin, who? That is a really good question. Because um, I've heard nobody say it. It's kind of it's like the Mal Moore thing with uh, with Saban. You know, it's... it's uh, well, and, and folks folks wonder, is it could it be anything like the LSU situation? Because all they talked about was Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley, and all of a sudden, Riley to Southern Cal, and bam, they get Brian Kelly. So, well, Do you have any opinions? I mean, I've got some guesses, but, I mean, I have no idea. I think, John again, John Cohen has done a great job of sort of keeping keeping everybody, um, you know, in the dark as to who really is on his list and absolutely what order would he have guys on his list. Well, I hate to put you on the spot, but who would be a Bill Cameron guess? I don't know. I'm still really intrigued by the by, by that that little noise we heard about the the interest from Dabo. I mean, that seems crazy, but Dabo's not a Jimmy Sexton guy, mm. and so that makes me wonder why why is that going on? Is Dabo really unhappy at Clemson? Probably not unhappy as much as he sees the direction of the ACC going, which is downhill quickly. Could be, really, could be. Take care, Bill. Have a good day. Appreciate the call, Terry. And with that, we'll get to our final break of our number one. Again, we've got some audio from Bruce Pearl previewing the Tigers' opening matchup tomorrow in the uh, Cancun tournament. Uh, I believe we can get some Carnell Williams as well. But we'd love to hear from you. Come on in and join us here on the Monday Drive. Hi, Jonathan here from University Ace Hardware. We are excited to introduce to you our helpful consultants. Now the same friendly, knowledgeable associates who you rely on in-store will come to you at your home or office. You can schedule Rex Ponder, our garden center manager who is a hometown expert on plants and landscaping to help you with your outdoor space. To schedule a consultation with Rex, give us a call or visit universityace.com. University Ace brings expert help to your place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. The Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final segment of hour number one here on this Monday with Bill and Drew here in the studio. And let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Brett is up next. Hey, Brett. 
Hey, Bill, I don't keep up much with the NFL, but who are some NFL teams that Kiffin might be interested in? Hmm, that's a uh, – I would – I would think Lane is probably wouldn't be terribly picky if he really wants to get in the league. You just want to get an opportunity. I mean, you would think he would like something in warm climes. You would just sort of figure being a a guy who's been, you know, in California and then in the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, well, I'm sure you read the same article, but during the Ole Miss game the other night and afterwards, I was kind of paying a little attention to the uh, Ole Miss message board. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you might know a few Ole Miss fans who think he's staying, but there ain't many. Well, there are uh, a lot of them that, that sure aren't happy with what they've seen the last couple of weeks, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't imagine he's staying after all the talk and According to that one writer with the last name Johnson from Ole Miss, he's, he's saying that not only has he not signed the contract, he ain't even talked to anybody from Ole Miss about the contract. You know, but you know what? Seriously, like uh, like a caller said a little while ago, he's a different kind of dude. I mean, he is. He's not. Uh, it's crazy. He is. He is constantly on social media, but he's not a real social guy. Uh, he does he does things at his own pace and uh, and and pays no attention. It doesn't seem like to what other people expect of him. Yeah, well, I, I understand he's a different type of dude, but uh, I, I I just don't believe he would have not have just said, "Hey, you know, I, I don't have time, or you know, I, I can't do it right now, but I'm going to do it because not only the fans, but it, I know some of the players said it didn't bother them, but that that Ole Miss team was not focused in that game. I, it, no, you're right about might, that. It's not a bad game, but let me assure you this. That had some effect in that game. I mean, there's no question about oh, it. Oh, it had to. It absolutely had to. But, yeah, it, there's no way a human it could. Yeah, it, there's no way it could. But, uh, anyway, as far as Davo, <laughs> I... I would love for him to be Auburn's coach, but I think there's about one half of one percent chance that he would even ever even think for a minute to come to Auburn. I mean, it's not like Auburn's the only school that would want him. No, no, Auburn, Auburn right now. But Auburn right now, if you're if you're not happy, it's the kind of thing that gets out there, and then people know, oh, he might consider leaving Clemson. I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I have never yeah, heard well, Dabo say anything that even sounded like. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't a smirk when it came to talking about Auburn. Yeah, well, it, even if it wasn't right now, Dabo or somebody like Dabo, all they got to do is wait a few years. The Florida job's going to come open again. I mean, it is. Three years from now, they'll have another coach. I mean, come on. To be the, to be the coach at the State University of Florida, I mean, Dabo and anybody else should fall over themselves oh, yeah. if they want to do well to do that. But anyway, have a great day. Appreciate the call, Brett. 334-321-1390. That was just sort of my way of saying, I have no idea if it's not Lane Kiffin. I have no idea uh, who who is next on John Cohen's list. And 
I, I don't. I think anybody who tells you they know who it is, if if it's not John Cohen or or maybe Rich McGlynn, I don't know. You know, I don't know that I would uh, believe that. So so we will just see. Uh, again, there are there are folks in Oxford, some of whom are just maybe they're maybe they're burying their heads in the sand that are just saying there's no way, and there are others that are just that are that are equally convinced that he's gone. So again, keep an eye on what goes on this week. If again, uh, Brett's right. If if there's no news about that contract extension, I can't I can't believe that Lane would be back in Oxford next year. All right, we're halfway done here on the Monday Drive. We've got some audio with Bruce Pearl, Cadillac Williams. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Come on in and join us here on the Monday Drive. WGZZ HD3 Waverly and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Kevin Winter, Jets head coach Robert Sala for the first time non-committal on the status of Zach Wilson as his quarterback. I've got to be able to sit back. I think we all got to be able to sit back and just look at what's best for this organization um, and this team. Solid meeting with the media on a Zoom call, 90 minutes late, by the way, with what he described as personal issues with his staff. Solid would only would not even answer whether it would be Mike White or Joe Flacco should Zach Wilson get benched. The Jets' offense was abysmal yesterday, and that's being nice. Then Wilson did not endear himself to his teammates. He was asked after the game whether he felt like he and the offense let the defense down. He quickly responded no. Twice. The United States men's national soccer team opening up their world play. Group B playing to a 1-1 draw this afternoon against Wales. The U.S. dominant in the first half led 1-0 on a Timothy Way a goal. But a bad challenge and a foul inside the penalty box in the 82nd minute. Gareth Bale slams home the PK U.S. and Wales, 1-1 draw. Up next is England on Friday. England hammers Iran today, 6-2. Coverage 2 Eastern. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options. An easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. The sports capital of Alabama. This is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Hour number two of the Monday Drive. 
Bill and Drew here in the studio. Dan on assignment. And uh, Brian Matthews uh, will be joining us Friday because Auburn, with their media opportunity for football today, uh, Brian just riding up after interviews with Cadillac Williams, Will Friend, I know John Samuel Schenker, among others. Hope you had a chance to be with us for hour number one. John Samuel Schenker was with us for an early Tiger Takes right at the start of the show because Auburn's starting practice right now. Uh, if we get an opportunity, we'll let you hear some of the comments from Cadillac Williams. We also have some Bruce Pearl audio as the Tigers in Cancun, uh, and they will ta- take on Bradley tomorrow. If we have an opportunity, we'll let you hear that, but your calls come first. Let me remind you, hour number two of the drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at OrthoClinic. Dot com and we welcome your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. After a very interesting weekend where uh, Auburn uh, pulls to within one game of 500 with a strong second half against Western Kentucky, outscoring Western Kentucky 24 nothing in the second half. So the days of Auburn's Second-half struggles appear to be in the past because in three games under Cadillac Williams, Auburn has dominated the second half of play. We can uh, talk about that. Anything on your mind sports-wise, you can also text us because we have a full bank of calls. And the drive text box, 334-564-1840 is the uh, the number. I had to think of that one. Dan usually gives that one. Text box, of course, brought to you by... Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and James gets us started this hour. Hey, James. Okay. Hey, hey, Bill. What's going on? Man, just uh, looking forward to this. is always a fun week. There's so much going on. Obviously, Thanksgiving is part of it, but the Iron Bowl coming oh, yeah. up. And uh, even though Auburn's a three-touchdown-plus underdog, got to feel better about the possibilities of what happening, what's going to happen in Tuscaloosa than we did a few weeks ago. That's true. I, I agree with that. Um, have we heard any news on the coaching search or any back? No, Lane, that- no, Lane Kiffin with uh, his weekly press conference was just getting underway a few minutes ago. And and uh, you still have I checked a couple of different uh, Ole Miss folks. And again, it's pretty evenly split. You still have some Ole Miss um, people that cover Ole Miss and just say absolutely no way he's leaving. A couple of others are saying, yeah, his bags are packed. So... Uh, I don't know. He still has not said anything about that extension that he was apparently offered late last week. Yeah. That's a good time for us if he hasn't signed it yet or he doesn't even mention it. Yeah, um, well, I mean, well, there's no reason. It's not like, oh, if he waits until moments before the ball game to announce it to the team, it's going to fire him up. If he's going to sign it and they want to use that as motivation, why not go ahead and do it? That's true. Uh, Bill, I wanted to ask you something. Something that was said to me, and I wasn't really sure about it. And I want—I know you're pretty well connected. See if you've heard this. So I was told by somebody, a good friend of mine, I should say, um, that Lane had not interviewed, but had back-channeled interviewed for the job. However, that works. Mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze has already done the same thing. And then there was a mystery candidate to interview on Sunday. Have you heard anything like that, or is that does that even sound 
realistic or plausible that that something could happen like that oh it's it sounds very it, it sounds feasible i have no idea i mean there's been so much speculation as to who mystery candidates or a candidate or candidates could be but no that's sort of the way it's done now i mean yeah. um you, you don't have to worry about tracking jets anymore because the, the ability to do things you know either via uh, zoom or skype you can do that you would still i would think prefer a face-to-face meeting before the uh, that official offer is made. But, I mean, with so many coaches um, represented by, we talked about Jimmy Sexton an awful lot, uh, you, you, can, you can deal with multiple people through, um, through one or two different agents and gauge interest, find out what it would take, what their ideas are, and have everything done except for dotting the I's and crossing the T's. So, no, it's it's not unrealistic that there could have been, you know, a lot of preliminary work done. I don't believe that there has been an offer because you don't offer until you know what the answer is going to be, that, that real yeah. offer. Well, I've, I've always known through people that I know that Auburn only works in, I don't know if in, uh, any other university works this way, but I know Auburn has always worked in that, in that way. Hey, we're not going to offer you until we know you're going to take the job. Yep. You're not going to put egg on our face, so to speak. So, you know, but, um, I don't know. I, I hear, I've been hearing a lot of things over the last couple of weeks and, I just I don't know what the I don't know what to believe, but I do feel like you do. You know that the longer he waits to sign that extension, if he was really going to stay, I mean, because watching his I saw a video of his uh, post game conference, dude, he looked like he was running out the door as fast as he could. Well, you know? he's he's you know the thing is it's funny as as sarcastic and as witty as he is on social media. He looks like he absolutely dreads being there in front of cameras, especially when things aren't when things aren't going well. You know, that's true. That is very very true. All right, Bill. Well, I'll let you go, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Appreciate the call, James three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And Jeremy is up next. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Bill. I thought you were going to have a Harry Doyle moment at the end of the last hour when you were looking for the old Miss score. Um, oh yeah, it's, well, it, well, it just got ugly. I, I, there were so many crazy games Saturday. I don't remember the exact score. <laughs> I just, I just kept, kept expecting to hear, hear Christ. I can't find it. I uh, know. Um, no, I just gave, I just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, look, I, something. So a lot of people, I don't think, have taken into consideration. Wayne, Wayne may very well just be one of those guys that he's just not going to deal with this contract stuff until the season's over. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. You know, like he knows though what he wants to do, but he still ain't gonna. It, would, he's not gonna deal with it. Yeah, I would, I would think more likely than not. But you know, to him, we're we're talking about you know just how different he is. Like he may very well know exactly what he wants to do, but he doesn't want to talk about it with anybody until the season's over. And I do um, think I, 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 you know, I, I do think he is absolutely not tanking it with Ole Miss. He wants to go. He wants to win. You know, he wanted to win Saturday. He wants to win again. He wants to win the Egg Bowl. He's, he damn sure doesn't want to go out losing three straight. Well, you, you, <laughs> he 
and the school that's trying to hire him doesn't want him to go out losing three straight. No, you're right. So there's there's always that. Um, I love I love the way our guys have, have fought and competed. I'm not going to make any any bones about the fact that it hasn't been pretty. Um, and I'm I'm really glad we've been able to play the the two or three teams that we've played here over the last three weeks as opposed to some of our other opponents that we played earlier in the season. Right. Although, uh, although, although hey, Western Kentucky's not bad. They're not They're not, they're not a bad, bad team. They're not bad. They, I don't know if you if you noticed it and thought about it the same way I did. When they were running off the field at halftime Saturday, mm-hmm. they were bouncing around they like were. they had just won the football game. Um, and I, I turned and looked to my wife and I said, if they think the second half is going to be as easy as this first half was, they are sorely mistaken. Um, now, now if, they, if, if Auburn hadn't, if Auburn hadn't made that change, they, they, they may have been bouncing around at the end of the game because Auburn has, Auburn has shown they can actually adjust over the last three weeks, something that Brian Harson showed no sign of understanding what that was. Oh, sure. And, it, and it's simple things. It's not, it's not anything crazy. They, Western Kentucky killed us on their mesh routes in the mm-hmm. first half. I oh, mean, yeah. just killed us. And, and it could have been worse. Oh, sure. We, uh, they, they missed some wide open guys. Um, but we, we made a noticeable adjustment to cut those off in the second half. Even, even when we were in man coverage and when we were in zone coverage, we cut off that, that mesh concept that they were running. And they, they didn't adjust. To, to that mm-hmm. very well. Like we, we were able to force them into being uncomfortable. I, this weekend's game is a little bit curious to me. I, I think we might be a little bit of a matchup problem for Alabama. Um, I think we were a little bit of a matchup problem last year um, where our, our defensive front seven and Alabama's front seven, our, our, guys, our guys are just strong enough and just fast enough to, to really – that combination give Alabama's guys some problems. What I'm concerned um, with is the health of Marcus Harris, um, Marquise Burks, Jeffrey Imba. Sure. I mean, Auburn, Auburn needs, you know, they need Marcus Harris and one of those other guys, uh, just, just so that they've, they've got some folks there up front along with, uh, you know, Kobe and Derek and then the rest. It's going to take everybody. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Didn't think I would, didn't think I would be saying that three weeks Me ago. Me either. The Iron Bowl. You're right about but I am, that. I am looking forward to it. Bye, guys. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Yeah, Auburn looking to uh, to do something they haven't been able to do in a while. I mean, Auburn's only played. Auburn has not played Alabama within double digits since the since the the win in 2010, and that was the one time since then was 2014 and at 55-44. Auburn has allowed over 45 points a game since 2010 up there and the defense has got to really be getting after Bryce Young this Saturday 334-321-1390 Sammy's back with us hey Sammy sorry we ran out of time a while ago (laughs) that's okay then the reason I called is if if Kiffin accepts the job at Auburn doesn't Auburn have to buy his contract out I believe his buyout, the way his buyout is worded, it's not it's not a terribly exorbitant buyout. Which makes like ten million? Oh, I think it's I think it's uh in the five six range. 
Okay. I've I, I done some. I, I kept going online trying to research, find out what the buyout is. I can't find anything on it. So I didn't know if we had to buy his entire contract out or, um, or just a portion of it. No, I, uh, I saw that somewhere last week, and I believe that's, I believe that it's less than a full year, uh, which I think he, okay. his, his current deal was seven and a half million. Maybe that's why he hadn't signed a new deal. Why sign a new deal if you're about to leave anyway? But I mean, yeah. the buyout would also, it'd also be easier for the, for the, uh, team you're going to, to, uh, uh, to get you, save them a couple of million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I've got. Great show. Have a, have a good week. Appreciate it, Sammy. Happy Thanksgiving. All too. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. 334 321 1390. And is it Kareem? Hey, Kareem. Yes, yes sir. Hey, Bill. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And um, happy Thanksgiving if I don't get a chance to talk to you. Absolutely. Same to you. Yes, sir. Um, Bill, um, looking at Auburn on the field, I would just love to know what was going on. Uh, behind the doors, that um, Harson wasn't allowing the coaches to do, or what Harson was doing, because I mean, it's a different product on the field. It is offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Well, and- Cadillac Cadillac explained it a little today. He didn't go into detail, but I think if you sort of read between the lines, uh, he was asked. Um, I think uh, yeah, Brian Matthews asked him about the defense. And then he was asked about the offense. I asked him about the line, and Mark Murphy asked him about some things on offense. He said a couple of times that one of the first things he did to the assistants when he was named the interim head coach is he wanted the team needed to be playing faster, and they needed things to be simpler. They didn't need to be uh, thinking about uh, too, you know, too much beyond. The first thing, I think, on offense, I think they're trying to make it for Robbie Ashford in the passing game. It's, you know, you, you heard Brian Harson talk about progressions, and that's what you want long-term from your quarterback. You want a quarterback to be able to look quickly and see, first of all, you hope he makes the, the pre-snap read, but then when the ball's snapped, be able to quickly go, okay, that guy's covered here. What about this one, then that one? But I think what, what they want Robbie, since he's inexperienced, and like, like Carnell said today, you know, he's playing six or seven games this year after not really having played football in three years. What they want him to do is look and immediately, if that guy where the primary receiver is covered, if he's covered, pull it and run. You know, don't worry about making those reads because when Robbie was trying to do that, it was taking so long. And then by the time he's trying to run, there's no lane for him to run. I think they're focusing more just on being physical at the line, um, looking for, for ways to be creative, getting the ball to their backs. I think Brian Harson and Eric Keesaw wanted to try to fit uh, everyone into their scheme, sort of sometimes taking those square pegs and fitting them into round holes and wanting to work on being balanced in your passing and running game. And Cadillac saying, look, the thing we do the best is try to knock people off the ball and run the ball. That's what we need to do. So it's simpler. And I think defensively, what, what he has said is, uh, not be so concerned about, um, trying to do things uh as as tricky and get into multiple things it's just hey 
Know where the ball is, go after the ball. Just be simpler so that you're not thinking and you're just being able to, to go without just reacting instead of trying to think and react. And it looks like that's been the big difference to me when I look out there at the secondary. They're, they're not, uh, checking with each other. They're just, they're just, you know, knowing who they're supposed to be covering and sticking with them. And one more other thing. Uh, thanks for explaining that, uh, Bill. Um, I, I think a lot of people fail to uh, remember that uh, although uh, Hugh Freeze is the guy that the coach that I would like to see at Auburn, um, when he was at um, Arkansas State, when he became the head coach there, he turned that program around to a 10-game uh, winning season. That's right. Uh, and then um, Gus Bounzon took over after him. He had a 10-game winning season. But after that, they haven't been – they haven't won 10 games since Hugh Freeze and Gus Bounzon. Mm-hmm. Just, I just wanted And that to- included Brian Harson. That's right. Yes, that's correct. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Reed, and thanks for the call. Again, happy Thanksgiving. I right, need to get to our first break here of hour number two. Uh, John, hold on. You'll be up when we come back here on the Monday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, 23 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Monday evening. And let's get right back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. And John is up next. Hey, John. Hey. Uh, real quick, I heard your prior caller. I totally agree with this sentiment. I went from if Harson was the coach planning on taking a nap during the game to actually looking at going to Tuscaloosa. It's amazing what a difference a change in coach has done for this program. But two, two quick thoughts I had for you, Bill, was uh, you think Auburn will have the ability to run the ball on Alabama Saturday. I think that's key. And is it possible we may expect an announcement on the head coaching job, particularly if it's maybe Lane Kiffin Friday? I'm suspecting they don't. They may want to make an announcement in the event Carnell actually wins the Iron Bowl. Then there'll be real pressure to, I think, put Carnell in. Just want to get your thoughts on those two things. Uh, I'm really proud of this team and the way they fought. I think they'll fight. I think they'll fight hard Saturday, and uh, I don't think they will uh, embarrass themselves. I expect them to put up a fight against Alabama. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for the call, John. Some really good points there. Um, I think, I think Auburn has, can do some things against Alabama. There's going to have to be, though, the threat of a, of a, of a passing game. I mean, you, you can't, Will, Will Anderson and Dallas Turner can't just be lined up coming at, after the run on every single snap. Or it's going to be really hard. I mean, Auburn is, is playing much better in the running game. They're much more physical. They've got two outstanding running backs. And another one, I still can't wait to see more of Damari Alston down the road. But they, I don't think they can just be one-dimensional. And they've got to figure some way to be able to, 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 to not have Alabama play an eight in the box all the time. I don't doubt, though. I mean, Auburn goes in feeling pretty good about themselves um, it's, it's, uh, crazy, you know, how much, how much things have turned around for Auburn, just emotionally, mentally, 
the last three weeks. To the to the announcement, I, I really wonder. I just don't know if Auburn would like to announce. Maybe it gets out. I mean, if Lane Kiffin is is not staying at Ole Miss, how can it not be out by Friday? Because I think Ole Miss would like, if he's not staying, they'd like to go ahead and get him out and get somebody else in as soon as they can. So it may not be uh, an official announcement from Auburn um, because, I mean, there are two ways to look at it. I mean, yes, you can look at it from the point, as John said, do you want to have something, uh, a, a potential PR problem if Auburn were to upset Alabama and then, you know, the, the so many fans just saying Carnell's got to be the guy, Cadillac's got to be the head coach. If, if you, and I'm saying John Cohen, if, if you're John Cohen and you have your next coach lined up. That, that is an interesting situation. But then on the other hand, do you want to do something that might be a distraction for the team to announce that here the next coach is on the eve of the Iron Bowl? So, I mean, that's, that's uh, an interesting situation for sure to take a look at. So, um, but I do think that if Lincoln Kiffin is not staying at Ole Miss, we'll know about it before the ball game. On Saturday. All right, back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline, and Hootie is up next. Hey, Hootie. Hey, I got some good news for you. <laughs> Let me hear it. Okay. You know that show that comes on, you know, it was, you know, it was station. I think they would come on at 7 to midnight. Uh, oh, on, on, uh, on, 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 yeah, on, on, on ESPN, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Well, last, they have a, a segment right at the very end of the show, right, right at midnight. Uh huh. And he said, they said, they say, what's the good thing or the bad thing of the day of sports? That, you know, that day of sports. The guy said, he said, I can't remember which one it was. He said, I just got a text a little while ago, a few minutes ago. It was my cousin. I ain't heard from him in years. But there was a picture there. His son just won the state championship at Lee Scott Academy in Auburn, Alabama. It's probably, uh, well, it may have been Ian, you know, he, uh, he was in Birmingham for a while. I know he's been in Texas, but I mean, uh, he, he, he was, he was on, uh, in Birmingham for a good while. Oh, yeah. He went on about the thing. These boys will remember this their entire life. That, that, no that, question that. about it. Yeah. He said, they, he, at the end, right at the very end, he said, these boys can always remember. They game, this game was on national radio. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, and, and, and yeah, we, we talked about it a little the other day. Congratulate. I mean, Lee Scott dominated. They dominated, um, private, you know, AISA football this year. They, okay, closest game, closest game they had was in the championship game where they won by two touchdowns and they led it by three touchdowns at the half. Uh, anyway, this boy, he didn't, he didn't say his name, but he's a, uh, safety on Lee Scott team. Well, that's cool. That's 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 really neat to hear. Uh, you know, get get an opportunity there, even if it is at midnight. Good stuff, Hootie. Appreciate the call, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Still love to hear from you if you get a chance. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And if we have the opportunity, we'll let you hear some Cadillac Williams or Bruce Pearl. But your calls come first as we head into the final half hour here on the Monday Drive.
Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, final 25 minutes here on this Monday afternoon. And let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Yellowhammer is next. Hey, Yellowhammer. Hey, good evening. Um, I was just curious about <clears throat> talking about trying to get a new coach. There's a couple other teams that thinking in that term, uh, Texas A&M. But Florida now, they've not been having a very good season. What's the situation out of there? I know they're clamoring. Some of them are probably uh, clamoring for a new coach. There's some, I would say, not. It's it's not anywhere near the boiling point because they were they were ready to make a change last year. Billy Napier is uh, looks like he's putting together a pretty good uh, signing class of recruits. I I, I I don't think the leash is going to be terribly long, but no, I don't think they'll do anything right now. They're six and five. And that was a shocking loss to Vandy on yeah. uh, on Saturday because <laughs> they thought they had a chance to have an eight or nine win season, and you know they were thinking nobody even looked at that Vandy game. They were just looking ahead to Florida State. If they could beat Florida State and be eight and four, that's a heck of a year. And that's all the talk I heard last week. And now all yeah. of a sudden it's changed to oh crap, this is gonna this this is very well going to be a six and six team after a loss to Florida State. One other thing. Uh, when a team is going to play another team, they usually get some of the members of the team together, form a scout team, try to stimulate what you're going to be looking at. Right. And I got to thinking, watching the uh, Western Kentucky-Auburn uh, game, this is pretty good in that sense. It kind of gives us a good look at passing, you know, and, and the guy was a good quarterback. He was. He was a better quarterback than his numbers showed. He had a, he had a lot of passes dropped. Uh, but they mm-hmm. ran, they ran some, uh, uh, I, I thought they had some good schemes there and, and, uh, Auburn struggled against it in the first half and really played well in the second half. Now it's obviously going to be a huge step up to Bryce Young, but if Auburn can get after Bryce, um, Alabama's receivers are not, um, you know, they're not a bunch of number one, nothing but number one draft picks the way we've seen the last few years. That's the thing, though, if we can get to him. Auburn's been able to get after quarterbacks much better the last few weeks. That's where I was saying a little while ago, uh, you know, Carnell didn't really uh, address. He just said day-to-day on the three defensive linemen, Jeffrey Imba, who did not play this past week, and then Marquise Burks, who left the game, came back in, and Marcus Harris, who left the game, and I don't believe, came back. Okay. Well, I love the show. Thanks. Appreciate the call, Yellowhammer. Mark. Is up next. Hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing, Bill? Doing fine. Got a question for you. Say Auburn hires uh, Lane Kiffin as coach. Mm-hmm. Do you think Ole Miss might look at Cadillac? Uh, no, I think Ole Miss is going to try to uh, hire someone um, to, to sort of step in there that's got head coaching experience. I wouldn't be surprised if they would look at another guy from a smaller school who's done well. Their top guy, well, actually, their top guy right now, from what I've seen from people who will even admit that it's a possibility that Lane is leaving, is somebody like a Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. Do you think he would come to Ole Miss? Because he's had opportunities. He has. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if he left Cincinnati for anywhere other than a Big Ten opportunity. Right, that's what I was thinking. I don't think he's looking to move into 
I think he's holding out for one of the big three or four in the Big Ten. Hey, I'm telling you, a couple of guys, a couple of guys in this state might be looked at by Ole Miss, and that's uh, Kane Womack at South Alabama and John Sumrall at Troy. Right. All right, have a good afternoon. Appreciate the call, 334-321-1390. All right, we've got a couple of minutes right now. Uh, don't have any calls holding, and there were quite a few players and coaches that were interviewed today. I, I was there for Cadillac, but then there were quite a few players, and then the co-offensive coordinators were brought in, and I thought this would be a good time to let uh, let you and me hear what Will Friend had to say. You know, a lot of a lot of flack that he caught for the offensive line, I wonder how much of that was was his own doing. But now uh, you can see the changes in the offense. So here are some of the comments from Auburn offensive line and now co-offensive coordinator Will Fred. Have you played a lot of games with that wearing the other color jersey? Uh, what? And I know you've coached against them there before, but uh, what's it like for you? That make it more special to go back there. Uh, you know, the the, the first time, the first time, it, it it was kind of kind of big, and and but you know, I've you know had the chance to compete against them in numerous places now, and uh, you know, you kind of um, you, you know you you got a job to do with with the program you're at, and and you know that was a whole another life ago, and and the years have have added up since then, but. Uh, you know your 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 responsibilities lie within your program and with your staff, and and uh, not as not as big a you know when I was 25 the first time I was at Georgia I can't remember what year it was but I was 25 26 years old and and, and we played Alabama and that was kind of that was different and then since that point it was just another ball game I, I think this game is different. Uh, you know, it means so much to so many people in the state, so much to both universities, and to be a part of it on both sides is, you know, it's, it, that, that's a that's a, an honor and a privilege to, to do that. And, you know, really you just want to do the best you can to honor this game, honor the former players and former coaches to be at your best, and, and this game deserves that. So, um, you know, I think that's a little bit that's special for anybody that's played in it and grew up wanting to be a part of it to, to have that opportunity. Uh, the... The rivalry, I've been, I've, I've been to, been to all of them since 1958, so I've seen a bunch of them. I'm old. I don't think I've ever seen a fight in the Iron Bowl. None of the stuff like you see in some games, people getting in fights, coming out of the locker room and that kind of stuff. Is that about just the respect the players have for the, for the game and each other? Yeah, I, I, I think so. And I, I think probably a lot of players know each other. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, I, I can only go back when I was playing. I, I just was hoping I wasn't going to be the guy that messed up, you know. And uh, um, so I, I think there's a focus of wanting to, to, to perform well that, that may override all the other stuff. But, uh, you know, we, you know, hopefully our guys are more focused on what they've got to do to do their job, you know. And I'm sure their coaches are probably saying the same thing. It's too big of a ball game to be worried about other things. And, and I do probably, probably some of it is respect for the game, and, and you know how hard and how much that game means to the guy on the other side. Uh, you know, you kind of know what he's going through because you're going through it too and want to play well too. That's um, Will Friend. Just a couple of his comments. Uh, we have, 
you know, again, your calls come first, so we're going to get back to the phone. We'll let, uh, we'll, we'll play a little more audio if we get a chance as we move on. But uh, let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. And Jay is up next. Hey, Jay. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great good. show. Thanks. Good, good. I just want to um, uh, chime in on the soap opera we're having in, in the uh, in the Auburn fan base uh, as the coaching Carol turn. <laughs> right. Um, I know everybody's hiring Hugh Freeze, uh, or, well, not really Hugh Freeze, but... Um, Lane. Uh, Lane Kiffin. I call him. Um, I'm trying to figure out how can a fan base want a coach that couldn't beat Nick Saban, who's the guy who everybody wants to knock off. And the last time they played, which was a couple of weeks ago, Lane, I'm, I'm sorry, Coach Kiffin, excuse me, Coach Kiffin, was up by, what, 15, 17 points, and he turned around and uh, just lost the game. And that was this year at home, last year. He's telling people, get your popcorn ready. They got the popcorn ready, all right. He, he got he got tore out the frame last year in Tuscaloosa. And I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what is the fascination. Now, I like Lane, Lane Kiffin. I think Coach Kiffin is, is good at what he does. I think he's a very funny coach with great one-liners. But if you're looking to get a coach that can knock off the guy in the other part of the state, are you sure this is who you want to go with? Is this the hill you want to dial? That's, that's a great, that is a great question. I, I would say the reason for the fascination with Lane Kiffin is because I don't know that there is a better offensive play caller than Lane Kiffin. Now, a couple of the things he has done since he's been at Ole Miss and while he was at Florida Atlantic is he he goes by, he has gone by analytics and gone for some very questionable fourth downs. He did that against Alabama. He didn't take points uh, trying to trying to go for fourth downs deep in Alabama territory when he could have could have cashed in points and, and in hindsight could have given him a chance to win the game. What, what, what some people, and again, I don't know Lane Kiffin personally. I've, I've been in a room and I maybe have asked him a question, uh, but, but I've never really been able to be around him very much. I, there are people who feel that if he is at a place where he feels he has better resources, he wouldn't take as many chances. Now, I don't know that that's the case, <clears throat> but the other thing is, Lane Kiffin, I think it's it's the it's the offense that everybody is just fascinated with thinking that if Lane Kiffin hires a defensive coordinator, he's never been one who is known to have messed with his defensive coaches at all. He just well, hasn't he you. hasn't had great defenses through the years. I don't know right. that it's he doesn't care about defense. It's just maybe he hasn't had the right combination of players and personnel, excuse me, coaches and personnel to have better defenses. Well, let me throw this at you real quick, and hats off to Coach Williams. I think he's done uh, an excellent job. I think he exceeded any expectation. Yes. And I am a Coach Cadillac fan. Um, the other name that everybody was high, list, was high about was Coach Hugh Freeze, who I called the Freezer. Mm-hmm. And he did something that Coach Kiffin didn't do, which was beat Alabama twice with the same resource. And I don't know why anybody hasn't stopped, hasn't stopped to say, wait a minute, that is true. 
Well, no, that, that's 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 absolutely what's been talked about, Hugh. Um, the the problem with Hugh Freeze is he lost more of the other games outside of that. He did have those two straight wins over Alabama. Uh, those were with two top five recruiting classes, which is something Ole Miss has not been able to do since Hugh Freeze was there. Now, and that's another one of the things that people, you know, are are would would hope if if Hugh Freeze were the coach that he'd be able to recruit again at that level because. He did. He had he had uh, you know back to back unbelievable recruiting classes. Um, he is he has been sort of up and down since that point. You know he finished he closed out five and seven, and he had he's had one really good year at Liberty, and you know now he's on a two game losing streak there at Liberty, losing to UConn and who was it this past week? It was another team that I was shocked yeah. that they lost to. So I mean that's the thing you just don't know until a coach gets into. A situation and has the resources that Auburn is is able to offer, how they're going to do, and that's why this is a critical, and I mean critical, first hire for John Cohen. It is. Um, I will say this: How great would it be <clears throat> if Coach Woolley, unexpected, all the odds are against Auburn, to come into Tuscaloosa unexpectedly and just beat Alabama. That would be phenomenal. Oh, you're, you're be right, and and right now, there's no question. Auburn's got a much better chance of doing that than anybody would have thought three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really changed the culture. He really changed the atmosphere of the fan base. He he really. I've never seen a coach did so much with so little, so fast. It's phenomenal. It's almost head spinning phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it has been fantastic. No question. Good way to go. Good job, Coach Williams. Excellent show, guys. Thank Great you. hearing from you, Jay. Thanks for the call. Same. All right. Need to get to our final break of the afternoon. Back with as many calls as we can get in. Dan, hold on. You're up when we come back here on the Monday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. All right, as we head into the uh, final segment... Got to read. Got to read you a quote from Lane Kiffin's press conference today. He was asked about any outside distractions for the players because that's what it looked like this past week at Arkansas. Uh, and and Lane Kiffin says uh, part of the quote. He says they know how we operate. It's a pro mindset. I'm extremely happy here. I feel we have really good support. I could give you a pine box speech. I don't know what to say. And, of course, the Pine Box speech is, that's what Tommy Tuberville said when he was asked about leaving Ole Miss, and he said the only way was in a Pine Box. So is Lane trolling Auburn, or is he just messing with, you just don't know. So, no, I, I did see on one of the Ole Miss message boards that, that someone said, oh, the plan now is, after Ole Miss beats Mississippi State, Lane's going to sign the extension on the field there with the Ole Miss AD. Eh, well, Stay tuned. We will just have to wait and see. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Dan is up next. Hey, Dan. Uh, hey, guys. Yeah, I, I was looking back at it in, in the last three years at Ole Miss. Um, in year one during COVID, he was number three in the nation in total offense. 
And then last year, he was number six in the nation in total offense. And this year, he's number four in the nation in total with, offense. With seven so, new starters on the offense. Yeah, including two redshirt freshmen off offensive linemen. So, you know, if you're wondering why a lot of his fans would love to see him, you know, at Auburn, if you could give us any type of offense in the top 20, we feel like with our stadium and our fans and the players that we are going to get, you know, defensively and everything else, we can put a heck of a team together. And so if if our athletic director and them are looking at it like, hey, you know, we'll bring him in and we'll find a good defensive coordinator and we'll put some great recruiters and some great coaches around him and, and handle that side of the ball, then you could have a team that could compete with the best teams. So that's the whole... Oh, it's easy yeah. to understand why. And, and, and I get the... <clears throat> I, I, I do get what the detractors are saying, you know, and give me his biggest win. That's, that's what it seems like people will come with. Hugh Freeze has beaten Alabama twice. Who's Lane beaten? I guess Lane's biggest win may have been last year at Arkansas, last year against Arkansas or maybe, maybe Kentucky. Um, but I, I, I don't know that he has had all the talent that, that Hugh had when he beat Alabama. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it just, it is what it is. I mean, you just have to think if you can have a top, I mean, basically the last three years, a top six offense in the nation, then, then you are so close to getting over the top. Do you, let, let me ask you, Dan, do you think he's still going to, uh, you're, you're obviously strong in the, in the lane camp. Um, how do you feel about the, the, his analytics and going forward as many times as he does on fourth down from all over the field? You know, I, I look at it sometimes I disagree and then he'll make it. And then sometimes, you know, I'll think he should go for it and then he miss, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I don't know if, if, if there's a, a pattern to it, but you know, you think about every time you get a fourth down and you make it, and then you run more plays on the other team. You're wearing them out. It kind of helps you at the end of the game. So I think, I think you're taking your chance at the beginning, knowing it's going to pay off more in the end. You know, I do agree with you 100. percent You know, once it gets better players, and he doesn't have to take those risks, he probably won't need to, and and won't have to. But you know, it's kind of like Tommy Tuberville. You know, the, the yeah, river he, was, gambler, he was known as a riverboat gambler, and then people were upset that he was so conservative after he got talent. Yeah, I mean, you know, it kind of also I think fires up your team if they feel like your coach is trying to do whatever oh, yeah. it takes to win, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that mean sometimes it just uh, may not always make sense, but Oh, re- yeah, remi- reminds that. me of the <laughs> reminds me of the caller questioning why did Auburn go for it, you know, when we were talking about going for it deep in your own territory, sometimes it's to uh, just try to show confidence in the offense, try to show them that you have confidence in them. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm hoping for the best uh and uh, I'm cheering for, for all of our guys, Cadillac and everyone there. So, And hope we do well in basketball still. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. Going to be an interesting week, no question. We're just about out of time here on the uh, Monday Drive. Yeah, we didn't get into a lot of the audio. I don't know that we're going to have a chance to get a lot of audio tomorrow with callers and the guests that we have. Let me give you the lineup for tomorrow. Uh, starting at right at the outset of the show, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer is going to be with us for the first couple of segments. Then when we get to the bottom of the hour, it's our regular weekly visit with Barrett Salee. And then at 5 o'clock, David Pascal from the Chattanooga Times Free Press joins us. At 5.30, Jake Crane from Crane & Company. And the reason for that is...